0: This is 6035 Media. The Colorado Springs Independent has always supported nonprofits, civic engagement, and people striving to make a difference in our community. Reflections and hopes from civic leaders, next. In 1992, Colorado Springs was a one-newspaper town. Over the next 30 years, the Colorado Springs Independent was conceived, launched, and grew from a fledgling alt-weekly into seven newspapers, a vital community treasure, and the biggest independent news source in Southern Colorado. This podcast series shares the history and honors what the Indy has done for its community. It will also provide a glimpse of the future of this news organization as 6035 Media. These conversations were recorded during a live-streamed celebratory event on December sixteenth, two 2022. We called it "Infinity." In this episode, we hear from three history-making civic leaders. I am really thrilled to have at the table with me some pretty special people who are all about uh, civic engagement and the center of our city, which I think the Independent has always been so far and I I hope that they never leave <laughs> we've always been in downtown Colorado Absolutely. Springs I think I think it's really important for for us to stay here and uh, a big supporter of you know a city has to have a pretty thriving vital uh, center to be uh, to be a successful city so with uh, with me today we have Susan Edmondson who's all about downtown you're the executive director of the downtown partnership and we've got uh, Jan Martin Colorado Springs city councilor from 2007 to 2015 probably seemed like longer. <laughs> uh, voted best local politician or runner-up, yep. right? Seven times. I hope that was in the best of the Indie.
1: It was in the Indie and the Gazette, oh, actually, oh, okay. back in the day. All right. Universally loved.
0: <laughs> and I should mention, there's too many things that you do to, to really mention them all, but you're, are you still president of the Garden of the Gods Foundation? Yes, I am. That's yep.
1: one of the things that keeps me busy these days.
0: And on the board of directors of Rocky Mountain PBS? No, no. I'm
1: my... Got term limited there. Okay, too. so I still a big supporter there. So
0: good, but a little bit more time for golf, maybe. Yes. Hopefully, yes. okay. And then Juliet, who is with the League of Women Voters of the Pikes Peak Region, I never can keep track of what job you really have with the league.
2: <laughs> I've held various titles with the league, and right now I do the newsletter and the web. Uh, so it's communications mostly.
0: I think it's Yoda is your position. at the
2: <laughs> Historian, yes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know we have a really brief amount of time, and I do want to talk about downtown and civic engagement. But because it's so short, let's just tie that to the independent. And if you could share uh, what you think the independent's contribution has been over the years to that. Is it, a bit, is it a pretty important contribution? And what do you hope for going forward from 60, 35 Media.
3: Well, I'll start with, you know, maybe a little bit different perspective because I'll go back to the beginning of the Indy and folks may know I used to also work at the Gazette and I was arts and entertainment editor. That's right. So I really appreciated when they... Um, Came into being in the community that it's important to have different voices, and and then at that time at the Gazette, it was important to have competition, right? So you know it, it was like a friendly rivalry, and that we uh, we want good journalism out there. And frankly, there are things and independent weekly covers that aren't necessarily what the the standard daily does. And so oftentimes we would say like, oh, I really hope the indie does this because it was the kind of thing where we're like, okay, yeah, this is a great story that's probably best served over here. So um, for me, I, I, you know, I would always pick it up on, I know it sort of varied on the days, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, that it was coming out, but I would always uh, pick it up that morning on the way into work and kind of pass it around the newsroom or whatever. So I, I really appreciated as an arts and entertainment editor that there was other robust arts and entertainment coverage in addition to many other things. But
0: yeah, yeah. and that's really been a, a real strong suit for, mm-hmm. for the Indy over the years. And Nick will be leading a, another conversation later today mm-hmm. about that in more depth. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good start. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, as a, as a local politician over the years, there hasn't been a politician in Colorado Springs in the last couple decades, whose greatest fear isn't a voicemail or a message that says, please call Pam Zubek. (laughs) (laughs) Pam is just known for her in-depth stories, her research, which is impeccable, and um, she was able to spend time on stories that a, a daily newspaper just doesn't do that kind of reporting. and I always said I felt like I was on 60 Minutes when I was interviewed by Pam because of the direct questions, and she wouldn't settle for your first answer. Yeah. So I was
0: thinking she's the Mike Wallace of Colorado yeah, Springs.
2: exactly. <laughs> From the League perspective, the Indy has always been there uh, as a co-sponsor with other organizations to have candidate forums and, uh, and also hosted the Citizens Project uh, Candidate Guide, questions, answers, and ballot issues, and the coverage for that has been excellent. And, and you mentioned the future for 6035. I think... Well, we're looking forward to partnering. We know we will be, even in the next election in the spring. So great history
3: there, great future.
0: Let's go back to you, Susan. Let's talk about uh, civic engagement and especially uh keeping downtown driving. Well,
3: certainly, as you pointed out, uh, the Indy's always been physically located in downtown, which most media sources usually are, because that's where it's the heart of government, right? We have a great arts and cultural scene downtown as a certified creative district of the state. We always love to say, and we're proud that we have the largest concentration of independent restaurants in all of Southern Colorado. And of course, the Indy does a lot of uh, restaurant coverage. So um, I think while while I appreciate that the independent does and should cover the whole region, it only naturally is going to fall that much of that is, you know, things occurring downtown, again, be it arts, be it governmental things, and hoping to see more of that in the future.
0: Yeah, I've interviewed a number of people, just intercepted them on the street when I was recording uh, episodes of Soapbox, just put a mic in their face, and and, uh, probably 80% of the people that I asked about, you know, what they value about The Independent was, oh, that's where I go to find out what's going on.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, they wanted us to put a big electronic sign out front.
3: <laughs> I know what the permitting <laughs> process is involving that, and it is complicated. <laughs> it is not easy. Yeah,
0: I hadn't even passed that along. I figured, we, I figured we had our we had our hands pretty full. So, is there are there things that you think we can do better? You have some advice or requests for sixty thirty five media because the D you know, the indie isn't going away. It's just metamorphosing into something bigger and better and uh, more digital, more immediate, more media, kind of like, you know, actually doing TV here from the basement of the indie. Who thought we would ever do that? So it's really going to be bigger and better. So we should be able to do a better job in the future than we did in the past.
1: I like the combination of the Business Journal and the Indy, bringing those two together. I've always been a big reader of the Business Journal. As a matter of fact, that my first involvement in the city was I woke up one day and said, you know, I think it's time that I start giving back to this community. And I opened up the Business Journal that day, and there was an ad for the Carl Springs Pioneers Museum Advisory Board. And I thought, well, that's as good a place as any to start. I was <laughs> close to a pioneer as they've got around here. So that's when I first got involved in the community at all was through the Business Journal. I've always been a reader of the Business Journal. And combining that with the independent, I think, has, has a lot of potential to really merge sort of the indie philosophy along with the business
0: community. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the fact that I just have one place to go for both. Mm -hmm. I don't have Mm -hmm. to think, oh, I think maybe I should go get the business news at this this moment. It's just going to be there. I think I like that. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's, uh, to this point, it's all connected. So it's nice to find it all in one place. Mm -hmm. Your politics affects your economy and your culture affects your economy. And for me, I hope, and for the League, I think we – have a similar mission. League, it's empowering voters, defending democracy, and the Indy's been good at that, and hopefully 6035 would be as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Now, all three of you, just coincidentally, have good nonprofit experience as well. Jan, mm-hmm. you on several boards, and Julie, League of Women Voters. And I didn't mention that you're also on uh, the school board, School District 11.
2: Colorado Springs District 11, Good yes. luck with that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not necessarily a typical nonprofit, but League of Women Voters is more like that. And Susan? Well,
3: our organization is is actually two nonprofits, and then yeah. I do serve on some other nonprofit boards as well. And then
0: you ran another nonprofit for?
3: Uh, with Bev Radenberg foundation yeah. that's right so, so quite on a while. the other side of nonprofit in terms of giving out money yeah uh, but yeah lots of nonprofit profit involvement
0: so do you have any observations about f- i've been attracted to the indiana fan because it has served well the, the nonprofit ventures that i've been involved in i think it has kind of a i don't know it's got an affinity for the people that are working on good causes and that uh, maybe wouldn't have as big a voice an amplifier without a little bit of help from the newspaper
1: well, you know, John Weiss is a guy who has a hundred ideas a minute. And it was always hard to sort of sort through which ideas were going to stick with John. And I remember meeting him at Poor Richards one day for a cup of coffee, and he shared this idea that became Indie Give. And I think Indie Give uh, in support of the local nonprofits has just just proved to be
3: a remarkable program to help support local nonprofits kind of back to your earlier question although it also ties to the nonprofit question of what we want to see in the future and you know a diversity of voices which is already there but i frankly love when i look at the paper read stories and and see people i don't know right you know uh, obviously you're going to recognize the name of an elected leader or something like that but to me it's like if if i open it up and see people I you know and i'm a pretty connected person right if it's if it's all people i already know like that's you know that's not getting out you know into the tentacles of the community and you know we know we're a sprawling city of 200 square miles and so i'm looking forward to um continuing to have new voices younger voices in all pockets of the community yes i'm a downtown champion but i love my whole city and i want to see all the rest of the the community in there and that, i you know i guess that other thing too is you know, we refer to a paper, and for years, it's never been to me like what form something is in. You know, so digital, great, more robust digital coverage, absolutely. I just want good journalism, and I don't care what form it takes.
0: Well said. Well, as we wrap up, let's go around the table, and I'll ask each of you if you have a message for John Weiss, any thanks or any gripes or uh, <laughs> any suggestions for John or for the organization that he's letting go of. Jan, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, well, my message for John is just a big thank you, and thank you for your years of service, your years of care for our community, and your willingness to uh, to give all that you have over the years to provide a, a new, new and different voice for Colorado Springs. And it just means the world. And keep those hundred ideas a minute coming, John.
2: <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, keep those ideas coming, and that's that's true for John and for the new media project, essentially, and um, the collaboration and the focus on community and the inspiration. I have great appreciation for all that. Thanks.
3: I would just add, certainly the appreciation for all the years of uh, coverage and community support. But I think, you know, we're going through a lot of transition as a city right now, too, right? And we also know we have elections coming up where we're going to have a a new mayor and several new council people. We've had a lot of new leadership and key organizations. And so I also think of this new entity As, you know, really a spark for kind of a new era in our community that, you know, beloved for what has happened in the past, but That's great, but let's also just think brand new about things because we're a different city than we used to be. It's going to take a lot of thoughtfulness and um, prodding, right? And some of that, you know, more investigative, aggressive coverage too, as well as celebrating the great things. But I think it's going to be needed more than ever because our our city's going through a lot of rapid change, and that requires really good reporting to help us sort of navigate whatever this new Colorado Springs is becoming.
0: Yeah, you said it. Well, thank you, Susan Edmondson, Juliet, Jan Martin, very much. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in about five minutes with more.
3: Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Support 6035 Media's future delivering truth, building community, and engaging citizens. Donate or become a supporting member at 6035membership.org. Don't miss our entire collection of local podcasts celebrating, informing, and engaging this community. Follow 6035 Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. Indiefinity is co-produced and co-hosted by Dave Gardner. Nick Raven co-produced, co-hosted, and directed. Kathy Riley and Chloe Brooks-Kissler stage-managed. Thanks to all the staff and community members who pitched in, to celebrate 30 years of indie history and the launch of 6035 Media.